Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiago Prem Singh. I've just spent some time at the new Dharma Temple Calgary, um, which is an incredible new space. If you live in Alberta, please go and check it out. The grand opening will be in the first weekend of April, uh, but they are running some a limited class uh, schedule right now. And this lecture uh, or class is from... Uh, my time there. It's the Thursday evening class, which is about devotion, surrender, and destiny. So I'm really um, pleased to be able to share it with you. Um, it was the first workshop in the space, so I feel really blessed to have been the one to get to share uh, that, and the community there is just uh, flourishing, um, and I'm really thankful for that. Um, to start off, I'd like to give thanks to our sponsors. First, Seed Apparel. Uh, Seed, they make these amazing hemp pants. Um, I love them. They're super stylish. Uh, wear them in a kurta. I wear them in a rock and roll t-shirt. Um, I rock them all around town to the punk rock show, to the Gurdwara, skateboarding, all the different things that I do, playing with my daughter. Um, they're great pants, and we're super thankful that they've come on board as a sponsor of Revealing the Diamond. So shout out to Seed. You can check them out on Instagram at imseed, or you can uh, go to their store at theseedstore.ca and pick yourself up a pair of these super sweet pants. Also, big shout out to Minds Die, M-I-N-D, uh, like the mind, and then D-Y-E, Minds Die. Um, they make really cool hand-dyed fabrics. I uh, just got a whole bunch of new head wraps when I was out uh, that way. Um, I really love what they do. Really cool style. You can check them out at Minds Die on Instagram. Also check out Minds Die on Etsy um, and get yourself some of these really cool, unique hand-dyed head wraps. She also does kimonos, hoodies, t-shirts, um, really cool stuff. So thanks a lot, Minds Die, and thanks a lot, Seed, for the support uh, of Revealing the Diamond. It means a lot. So this week on the show, we're talking about devotion, surrender, and destiny. We talk about how bhakti is the most efficient path to experiencing oneness. We talk about how uh, bhakti or devotion grows out of love. Without love, there is no devotion. Uh, we talk about how love is the seed of uh, the growth of destiny. We talk about Patanjali's yoga and the eight limbs. Um, we talk about the power of surrender. We talk about the pain of somebodyness and the freedom of nobodyness. That one should grab your attention. Uh, we talk about hukum, listening for the natural order, the natural rhythm of all of life. Uh, we talk about real material and its relationship to hookum, real material being the elements um, from dense to subtle. We talk about the practice of listening and we talk about the practice of not caring if you're right. That's a big one during these times. Lots happening out there in the world and uh, I would just encourage everybody to view uh, everything that's happening out there in the world with a neutral mind and an open heart and take action from a compassionate place. Um, and sometimes a compassionate place, uh, it, it's a hard action to take. It's not always warm and fuzzy. So uh, thank you, everyone, for the love and support. Uh, just a couple of notes before we get to the episode. The first one is that I have an all-day uh, immersion called Vitality. That's happening on March 7th um, at the Dharma Temple. So if you're around, get signed up for that at thedharmatemple.com. 
Uh, we have our spring equinox retreat, which is happening on Bowen Island. Um, it's always a great time to get on the land and connect to the mother. There's a thousand-year-old tree named Opa on the land, and we practice uh, in a yurt and lots of delicious plant-based foods. So if you're thinking of coming out for that, please uh, get signed up. That's filling up quick. That's the uh, March 20th to 22nd weekend, and you can sign up at thedharmatemple.com as well. Um, also, I'll be at Satnam Fest in the in the spring, which will be, uh, well, I guess May is getting close to summer, somewhere in the middle. But I'm really stoked to be out there. I have an all-day men's workshop with Guru Singh and Guru Ganesha and myself all teaching together. And then I'm teaching another course called... Uh, transmutation which is uh, the practice of turning poison into medicine and you know I've lived a hard life I've caused a lot of pain and suffering in my life uh, I was a teenage runaway I've been an addict most of my life and I found a lot of freedom in this practice and I know that there are some challenging times uh, afoot for um, my global community right now and I just want to remind everybody from my own personal experience that this practice really helped to break the bond, the bound uh, or the chains, the, the chains of addiction, the chains of a, a life of suffering. And I'll be forever grateful for it. And I'll do my best to share it in a way that's going to support people uh, who are really suffering um, in, in a non-dogmatic way, in a way that is uh, sincere, authentic, and incorporates the many practices that have served me as well because uh, alongside kundalini yoga i'm inspired by zen i'm inspired by pma positive mental attitude i'm inspired of living a plant-based vegan lifestyle i'm inspired by hardcore music and all, uh, many different styles of music but i love the mentality the diy mentality the support your community mentality I'm inspired by the Sikhs. I'm inspired especially by real material, which I touch on in this episode. So, um, yeah, just a reminder that we can get through these challenging times. Um, it's going to require meeting in the heart space. It's going to require having some challenging conversations. But I know we can do this. I believe in each and every one of you who listens to this podcast and who supports me and my family. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, Oh, last thing, if you are uh, really loving these discourses, they will always be free here on the podcast, but if you would like to do more study, then I have a great opportunity for you called Dharmic Devotion, costs $108 US a month, um, and what you get is we have an online virtual classroom where we can have conversation, do meditation together. The classes happen on Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific. It's completely interactive. If you can't make it to one of the sessions, no problem. You can always rewatch them and you have access to all the back episodes as we go along with Dharmic Devotion. So the next one starts on March the 10th. The topic is rebirth. Um, and the way you sign up for that is you go to patreon.com backslash Tiaga Prem Singh. Um, if, if the 108 is a bit steep, but you want to continue your study with me, I get it. No, no worries. There's another great option, $13 US. And what that does is it gives you access to full classes. I put up at least one class a week that you can practice along at home. So these discourses are the lectures from the classes. So you would get to do the whole class with the music and professional sound quality uh, and practice along like you're sitting in the room. So all of that is done through Tiaga Prem Singh on Patreon. So patreon.com backslash Tiaga Prem Singh. 
I appreciate the love and support, and uh, we'll see you soon. So here we go. Devotion, surrender, and destiny right here on Revealing the Diamond. All right, well, devotion, they say that devotion, bhakti yoga, is the most efficient path of, uh, to yoga. And when you say yoga, I'm talking about oneness. That's what it means. Not like, uh, you know, who can touch their toes or something like that. I mean oneness, the experience of there is no otherness, you know. So if you want to practice yoga, you want to experience oneness, teaching say the most effective way is to practice devotion. Well, how do you practice devotion? Devotion grows out of love. Without love, there can be no devotion. That's how it works. Devotion is the seed. And then the plant, say, to use an analogy, say that the, uh, if the plant gets tall enough, it will realize what it is. You know, that's like the oneness. Without the seed, it's not going to happen. So love is the bottom line. Even in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, I think they're cumulative. You know what cumulative means? Like in order, like steps. So the very seed of it is what? Compassion. Without compassion, the whole rest of it is a moot point. It's not going to do anything. You may get stronger and more flexible doing asanas. You may learn the secrets of the body. But without love, it's empty. It doesn't mean anything. So in order to have devotion, you have to have love. That's simple. Everybody here knows that. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be able to come to a thing like this. It would be at a frequency that wouldn't resonate with you where you are now in relationship to your destiny. So I'm glad that you know, you're down with love, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Then the next uh, part is surrender. You hear the word surrender. People think, oh, I surrender, I don't want to, you know, or people use the word obey, especially that one. People are irked because of, you know, scandal or your parents slung that word around with an iron fist or, you know, that kind of thing. But when I say surrender, what does that mean? Like, what are you surrendering to? Some people think it's like giving up your power. Well, it is and it isn't. It's kind of a paradox. It's giving up your false notion that as an individual you have power, but it's also embracing the oneness that is the ultimate power that is in everything. And you have that. So what are you surrendering to? Not your parents. Not the government. Yeah, I love that. That's a great answer. You know? Not your duties. You have to perform your duties, yes. When I feel surrender, I'm surrendering to everything I think I know. Ah. So you're letting everything you think you know go? Yeah. Mm. Setting aside the illusion of who I think I am. Yes. Yes, I like that. Yeah, beautiful, well said. You know, when 
when you have the mind of a novice student, when I say novice, I mean you're striving, when you're striving. Because the master is not striving and the beginner isn't really striving either. It's usually the novice that's striving. And by the way, it's a necessary part of the equation as we discussed earlier. But, you know, when you let go of trying to be somebody and are okay with being nobody, that's when you experience oneness. It's a paradox, you know. But somebodyness causes a lot of pain, you know. Somebodyness is related to expectation. You know what? So when I say surrender, what I'm saying is surrender to the natural order that is beyond your own individual schemes and thinking and planning. That's not easy. Your, you know, your ego or whatever you want to call it is like, wait a sec, I don't want to be nobody. I'm somebody. Come on, man. You know, look at all this work that we've done to become somebody. Now you're going to tell me that we're nobody? But that's what it is. It's just letting go. So when I say you're surrendering to something, we call it hukum, the natural order. I was on a podcast recently interviewed by these doctors about my personal sadhana. And I, I said, I might have shared this last time I was here, but I said to them, they were asking about the concept of hukum. And I said, well, think about this. How many functions is your liver performing right now? You know what they said? 800. 800. While we're there on the podcast, your liver is performing 800 tasks. And I said, the part of you that thinks it's somebody, do they think they could handle that? You know, talking to me and doing 800 things at the same time, could, could that really important somebody do it? No. You, that, they die. <laughs> it puts it into perspective. So that means that there's some kind of natural order. And then the blessing and the curse of being a human being is that you can support the hukam, the natural order, by connecting to the real material, not time is money, real material, earth, water, fire, breath, sound, consciousness, real material, by connecting to that, by paying attention to it, by watching the natural rhythm of it, you can be in support of the natural order, hukum, or you can stand in the way. And the surrender is, just allow it to flow. If you're not sure how to do it, start spending time with plants. They'll teach you. They're very subtle teachers. They're very quiet teachers. And they don't really give a shit about your somebodyness. They don't. You know what I mean? So the surrender is to hukum, to the natural order, to the way things are beyond your own individual striving and grasping. So you put love together with that, connect with real material, and start a practice of listening, because it's not that easy to surrender. Start a practice of listening watching the space on the back of the forehead, paying attention, you know, letting, you can do some good practices like, you know, work on not caring if you're right. That could be your sadhana. 
for 30 days. Don't care if you're right. Even if somebody's saying something and you know you're right, just don't care. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. That's not easy, right? It sounds dumb, but it's not easy. But if you could make yourself quiet on a regular basis, especially in the early hours of the morning, make yourself really quiet. And then throughout the day, do something to pay attention to real material. I do this for a job. I basically sit here, meditate, and then talk about the experience. It's a pretty nice life. But even doing that, I would say that I'm about 17% connected to real material. For a person that's made mostly 95% of real material, the numbers aren't that good. I got work to do. And I'm saying it as a person who's really committed to doing this work, not somebody who's just like, oh, whatever, McDonald's, let's do it. You know, who cares? Let's just have a fun time. And my, my teacher, he always says, you're not just here to suck air and eat sandwiches. <laughs> you know? It's real, but some people are out there doing that. And then it's not a judgment, just an observation. How much connection do you have to real material? Some people don't even know how to breathe. It's a reality. They have to spend, I don't know how much, how much is an iPhone watch? A thousand bucks? I have no idea. But, you know, they got to spend all this money to get a watch that tells you you're not breathing properly. That's how disconnected we have become from real material. But these three things go together. Practice love. Surrender to hukam, the natural order, by paying attention to the elements. And get into a deep practice of listening. And if you do that, your destiny will be unavoidable. It will be everywhere you look. Because you are born to be that. Earth, water, fire, breath, sound, consciousness. That's how it works. They go together. And I'm thankful to have a practice like this that supports me in doing that. Because I'm a complicated person. I've hurt a lot of people in my life, and a lot of people have hurt me. And if I become fixated on that, I may miss out on what's really going on. So I got some healing to do. This helps with that. And then just pay attention to the what is to the who you are, rather than who you think you are. You could meditate on that too. Who am I versus who do I think I am? Just explore that. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, it was an incredibly potent session, and I'm so, so, so humbled and grateful uh, for the gurus and for the teachings and for the Sangit, uh, the company, uh, of people in our community who love and support me and give me the energy that I need to continue on. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm just feeling really inspired to go out there and do the work. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your participation and your attention uh, in supporting this podcast. Lots of love to y'all, and we'll see you soon. Satnam, Waiguru.